Everyone in banking knows KYC, know your customer. Less well-known is its close cousin, know your business. Heidi Hunter, Chief Product Officer at Ideology, joins us to talk about the role of KYB and how banks can do it more effectively. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. There's a big vat of alphabet soup on the risk and compliance side of banking. You have BSA and KYC, AML and CFT, and PEP, and the list goes on. Our guest is Heidi Hunter, Chief Product Officer at Ideology, and she'll be talking about Know Your Business and why its acronym KYB should be getting more attention from banking institutions. Heidi, it's been a while since we've chatted. Welcome back to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Hey, Terry. Thank you so much for having me today. Heidi, we're all familiar with Know Your Customer, KYC, in a banking context. KYB may be a little less familiar to listeners. And because businesses can also be customers, start us out, if you could, by explaining the basic differences between KYC and KYB. So KYC, it's something that we're all very familiar with, is the concept of know your customer. So we're trying to get an identity understanding of who a customer is and make sure that from a regulatory perspective, we've verified that the person on the other side of the computer or the phone is really that person. KYB is a very similar premise, but it's applicable to a business. So when you're trying to bring a business into your banking institution, whether you're going to give them a business line of credit, a business banking account so that they can take payments and submit payroll processes like this, it's the ability to verify that this is a legitimate business they filed with the Secretary of State and that they've given you a UBO and a beneficial owner who actually is authorized to transact financially and legally on behalf of that business. So based in very similar needs, but one is looking at the individual for the services you're going to give them. The other is actually looking at a business. Why are we hearing more about KYB now? Why is it a more prominent issue? And what's at stake for banks in addressing it or choosing not to address it? When COVID, when we first went to shelter in place, that was the close of the face-to-face interaction that temporary suspension. Prior to that, we spoke so much, I think, as an industry, collectively from the identity side and also from the banking side, about how we've all seen a rush to digital adaption for things like onboarding banking services, where holistically you always sort of had that holdout group of individuals that needed that face-to-face interaction. It was no longer available. So these consumers went from maybe being resistant to those technologies, being forced to use them, and now absolutely they're loving the the capabilities and how it makes their day-to-day lives easier. Well, during that window, what was interesting, those same applications were also applicable to small, medium, and large business owners. So if you think about it, those businesses which before would have come into your branch to apply for these services, they also are in a need of a digital offering. And I think what's interesting is we had that rapid acceleration where consumer expectation has risen. And those consumers are also business owners, and they're looking across and looking for companies that offer that same type of experience. So the benefit of adopting processes like this is that you can 
offer new products to a new subset of customers that maybe you weren't thinking about before. And then from a consequence perspective, obviously, there is still that fraud hole that a fraudster is going to look to want to fill. And if you do not have processes in place to verify businesses, it's very easy for them. If there's nothing in place to secure your business and your products, it's a way that they're going to try to get in and take advantage of you from that perspective as well. And we are seeing that today. There's been a lot of different articles that have come out talking about there's something like a 7 to 8% increase in small business lending fraud since COVID started. We are seeing a great increase in channel fraud losses related to business, like an increase of 10%. And fraudsters are leveraging the same type of things that they did or they do from a KYC perspective. They're looking for opportunities from a business perspective as well, trying to pretend to be a small business owner and apply for services that they don't legitimately should have access to. Adhering to KYC, of course, is a key regulatory requirement for banks. What are the regulatory standards or regulatory expectations at issue when it comes to KYB? As a best practice, the pieces of that, they're a little bit fluid depending on the types of products that you want to offer. But the common line is that you want to ensure that this is an active business with an active Secretary of State filing that if they are applying for a service in your state, they are licensed in that state and they have general applicability. So you want to make sure that first and foremost, this is a real business. You want to make sure that they current to their licensing, there's no red flags from a risk perspective and that legally they're able to transact. I think also too, the other critical component is verifying that the person who is trying to open the account is a beneficial owner. Legally, they're allowed to transact on behalf of the business. And then I think an added value to this, being able to enhance things like contactability, making sure all the data is current, looking at the business from a risk perspective for pieces of information that might indicate that while these things are good, tangibly, this business might not be one that you would want to offer like a large loan product to. So those are kind of those extra meaty pieces that can also be helpful here. Fraud targeting financial institutions is rising dramatically. So where does fraud risk fit into the KYB equation? We know that approximately 70% of financial institutions still rely on doing a Google search to identify things like beneficial owners and businesses. And the challenge with that is while a Google search or a search such as that, maybe a Better Business Bureau search or a Dunn's check, it's going to indicate some level you might be able to pull out the location of the business. You could find out if they're still active. You might get some, you know, some star ratings or low star ratings or low ratings from something like this. But it's not going to identify the fraud risk that that business represents to your organization. It's not going to indicate if that business has been transacting inappropriately with other FIs or through other products. It's not going to indicate contactability. It's not necessarily going to indicate a strong level of legitimacy. While you might be able to find things on the net like their Secretary of State filing, you're not going to be able to get surety that business is still currently active and there isn't some other issue within the SOS that is rendering them inactive. You've touched on ultimate beneficial owners a little bit in the conversation already. One of the challenges for banking institutions that they face in KYC is identifying that UBO. Given the common use of complex ownership structures, shell companies, things like that, how does the hunt for the UBO complicate the KYB equation and how banks seek to verify fundamental ownership information? 
the interesting piece here is that typically those pieces of information have lived in separate environments. They might be able to find some linkage to a UBO, but that still leaves KYC on the table. Because outside of being able to verify someone's association to a business, you still need to meet KYC compliance on that individual. Because if they're transacting on behalf of the business, the same rules still apply. You want to make sure that they haven't been reported as deceased by the SSA. You need to make sure that they gave a valid social that matches their identity, that their identity is legitimate, and that this isn't falsified information. So that challenge there, and when you're looking out at your policies and the things that you want to build, in this space, those two pieces really go hand in hand. The ability to verify the business is legitimate, and then you're also looking for a legitimate individual and then establishing that linkage. And the challenge to financial institution wanting to render these products is being able to find something that can do both and represent that representation that those two have to each other and identify any risk. So when you're looking out over the landscape, that combination is really what's important. Can you share a specific example or two of KYB-related scams, KYB-related failures in the U.S. and what their impacts were on banking institutions, including the financial or the, the regulatory impact? This one really nettles me a good bit. With COVID and shelter in place, we established the CARE Act. And part of that was PPP loans to keep both individuals and businesses going. These small businesses were really struggling and there was funding that was made available to them. I think very recently, a man from New Jersey was convicted. He stole close to half a million dollars in those relief funds on behalf of a small business. And it was linked to, I mean, obviously he needed bank accounts in order to collect that funding. And so there was liabilities and issues tied up in the banks that gave him the accounts that the deposits went to. And it ended up, obviously, this wasn't a legitimate business. It frustrates me because there are good people that really needed that support and also the banks that were tied up in this. It's a not good situation to be in. You know, the other one that comes to mind that recently we heard about was there were three individuals, I believe two men and a female, who put together a very large multi-state fraud scheme. And in this fraud scheme, they orchestrated across multiple states. I think there were five or six tied up in this. They created falsified business documentation, went to banks and were able to open accounts. And then they were applying for different small business loans from other companies, funneling that money into the banking, using it to wash data. It was just terrible. And I think for them, they equated that loss out to around 10 or $15 million that they were able to gain from various lenders and various financial institutions who also gave them that lending. These folks found loopholes and processes and they exploited them. So pretty terrible type of things that can happen. So what can banks and credit unions do more effectively to address KYB issues? And are these actions, would they be significantly different from what they're already doing with KYC? Research does show us that we believe only approximately 5% of financial institutions have an automated B2B or corporate banking onboarding process. And we know that outside of being very manual, which is very costly, it also is going to have an extended timeline for onboarding. Thinking about things like a, a faster onboarding experience, something that on the customer side of banking they've come to expect is that rapid decision. A small business might have to wait a month or two to get cleared by a financial institution as a result of a manual process. 
there's time, there's cost, there's only limited data availability when you're leveraging something like a Google search or an online search to render out your information. So while you're going to find good information there, it's going to be hard to pull that full correlation. It's going to be hard to have that full confidence because those records are being verified at a deeper level. By having more of a digital automated process where you're working with someone to verify the bank, the beneficial owner, do KYC, pull all those pieces together and give a digital outcome, you're able to streamline your process, give added surety because more data factors are being checked, and also reduce the time that it takes so that you can give people a better onboarding experience. So there's many benefits to looking across and trying to establish a digital process here. Tell us more about how this kind of automated process can streamline a KYB process. It runs on data, which you mentioned that data is limited. So what sorts of data get fed in and where is that data sourced? So if you're able to work with a digital KYB provider, you're going to get access to a much broader data lake than you can find through a traditional Google search, and it's going to be chained together in a tighter factor. So you'll get information like Secretary of State filings, Better Business Bureau. You're going to get various government licensing. You're going to get access to information on bankruptcies, on property changes, on liens and judgments, which is also important. Like if you're onboarding a contractor and that person has 30 liens against them from various customers, they're probably not someone that is going to have a solid relationship with you as a financial institution. So that data is sourced at the state, the federal level. It's also sourced in third-party and proprietary sources. And then since it is digital, those updates are made at a really high frequency. So hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, as soon as that information is released, it gets put in. It's a really, really good approach to doing that deep compliance check because all those different factors are feeding into it. And by having that data diversity, the risk can also be brought in because while something may not populate at the state level as a problem, it's going to show in other factors of the records that are being pulled in and pushed together. Again, going back to the lean and judgment comment. Looking at small and medium-sized businesses, are there specific issues related to KYB for these kinds of smaller companies that banks, credit unions need to contend with that may be different from larger companies? It's one of those things when we're looking at small businesses, you're going to take an inherent risk on somebody like that just because you're going to know less about them than something that's more large and corporate and established. Although arguably, if you think about things like Enron, right? I mean, they can still have issues, but <laughs> right, right. generally there's a higher concern from that perspective because it's an individual, a local individual, and you want to make sure that you do that deep dive. You can have more confidence that they really should have access to things. But if you think about it, Small and, and medium businesses, that's a huge piece of the market. They're the backbone of the U.S. economy, and they're everywhere. That's one of the great things about America is that you can start a business on just about anything. My daughter is selling, or she was back in June. I think she slowed down a little bit, but she loves to do origami and is folding paper cranes and has an Etsy shop online. <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of those great things is that if you have the initiative, you can do anything here. And that's the challenge to it, though, is that it can be anyone similar to identity. And how do we narrow in and make sure that this is a good business owner that has everything in place and somebody that you want to give access to your products to? Heidi, I'm out of questions, but I'm guessing you're probably not out of answers. So what am I forgetting to ask you about KYB that might be on point for listeners? The last thing I would say, Terry, is we've talked so much about why you need this 
to protect yourself, to make sure that you're covered from a risk in a regulatory perspective. But there's so much opportunity here. This is a completely new opportunity for a lot of folks, not only to automate, but to offer a small or medium business an excellent experience that makes them a lifelong customer. It's a new part of the market that you can work with. In the case of an FI, it's an opportunity to reinvest in your community and watch it grow. And I think that's the part of this that I really love is thinking about a business as a customer and thinking about how we secure, protect, and serve them the way we've all grown so well to take care of our banking customers, like our regular end users. So the opportunity piece to me is the part that I really love and I think what's on the table for a financial institution today. Banks and credit unions have been focusing more attention on the small and mid-sized business segment. So it stands to reason that any new product, any new service that can help them connect is really worth looking into. So Heidi Hunter, Chief Product Officer at Ideology, we appreciate you making time to join us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thank you, Terry. Always happy to be here. A few takeaways from the conversation with Ideology's Heidi Hunter. First, know your business is a growing issue for banks and credit unions as banking goes ever more digital. Business customers who once visited a branch to set up an account and do transactions face-to-face are increasingly doing so via mobile and online channels. While more convenient, the flip side is that identity verification is harder, which leaves banks more exposed to fraud risk and other illicit activity. A big challenge in the KYB process can be to identify a business's ultimate beneficial owner. Nonetheless, doing so is vital for banks as part of customer verification and for KYC. Heidi says a standard approach is to use internet searches and government filings to determine a business's identity and legitimacy, and then try to identify the UBO. Part of the challenge is finding information that connects the two. And finally, what can banks and credit unions do more effectively to address KYB issues? Heidi says the vast majority of U.S. banking institutions still rely on manual processes to onboard business customers, which tends to be slow and relies on limited data sources to help with verification. An alternative would be an automated digital process that could draw on a wider range of data sources and speed up verification. Thank you for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies Podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI please visit us at BAI.org for more actionable insights on themes that are important for the financial services industry.